All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Can you see Did you Check when the puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes, beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I don't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I'm one of the men in Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What a don't waste all the good stuff on the off-air, let's go. Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation brought to you by the great folks over at Montana's. Oh yeah. Now, 
We've got to get into this right off the top. No, recording this, hang on a sec. Recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, my name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Our technical producer today is Aaron Bordado, a name that you can trust. We're talking about Montana's right off the top, as we normally do. It's a Tuesday. Tuesdays mean kids eat for two dollars. Oh, two bucks. Two bucks doesn't get much better than that, folks. Uh, over at Montana's, uh, Montana's is bringing back the viewing party. You've heard us talk about it before. Yep. You lost out on that a little bit during the pandemic. Not no longer. You head over to Montana's. Uh, the game's always on. Daily deals keeping you full. Yesterday. It was half price wings. Yeah. Uh, Wednesdays, all you can eat ribs. Thursday, it's the drink specials. They got the locations all over BC: Fort St. John, Kelowna, Langley, Nanaimo, Prince George, Tawasin, and of course, can't forget about Victoria. Oh, um, I, I never forget about Victoria. Um, That's good. Kids gotta eat- keep quads as broad. Uh- <laughs> Online, right? Kids eat for $2 on Tuesdays at Montana's. Uh, but Monday, the half price wings. This dominated the discourse on our show yesterday. Uh, it made its way to Twitter yesterday as well. And yep. I got to tell you, Chris, I was a little bit surprised because I had a lot of people, including Cousin Francesco, who texted me and you know people on Twitter were saying, Quads, you're out to lunch on this and not in the good way. Um, not out at Montana's out to lunch. No. They, they were saying 30 is a baseline. And we even had the overlords at Playmaker, our parent company of Nation Network. Yeah, the big bosses. The big they, bosses got wind of it and reached no, out and said, I got no problem I, I with agree. the big, big bosses. Yeah, they, no. they, they like, uh, they're always good to me. Well, they reached out and said, um, I'm with Faber on this one. So maybe I'm the one that's getting mistreated here's by the, the big pro- Here's the problem that people are having. I'm going to yeah. flip this over here. And, so and for those, people. if you didn't hear yesterday, I'm sure you did at this point, but uh, Faber threw out the take that 30 wings is a good baseline for a wing night. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it's the non-breaded wings. This type of wing. You can put down, you got to, like 30 is not very many of these. Dude, it is though. If like, they're breaded, yeah, okay. they're bigger. And that's, sure. that's what I'm saying. But that basic kind right there. And let me see what a, like a breaded one's so much bigger. And, right? and I like will admit that's a that's a big old chicken wing. And I will admit that it did help for you to make that um, differentiation. Yep, sure. Today, um, that's not your word of the day today. No, but, it's not. Um, Five letter word today. Word of it, the day. Okay. Um, it did help to kind of see these uh, these little wings that you were talking about because people were like, oh, I put down forty of these. I was like, what are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like. I make wings in the air fryer, as most people who own an air fryer do. Breaded. Bread, yeah, well, they are breaded. But sometimes I eat them like that, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I do put down more of those. Like, But still, it's 15 at most, which Thank is you. half of what you call the baseline. So it was interesting because there was a lot of people out there saying, no, 30 is a fine baseline. But then there was a lot of people. I found more in the YouTube chat. Yeah. People were saying... Um, that it, 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 you know, Hassan Ahmed was one of these people. He said, logged in to say Faber, uh, 30 wings as a baseline is insane. And I am a big guy myself. Like, okay. But here's the most recent thing from Hassan. The wings Faber is showing here. I could crush 30. No problem. Thank you. The, the okay. wings that I'm talking about were the back in the day wings quads before you, before you could even, uh, I don't know, vote before you could vote back in the day. Well, that was only a few years ago. Anyway, six, seven years ago, you spelled to go and get wings for like 25 cents a wing. And the cheap wings that you were getting, and before that, like people are going to say in the chat here, oh, I remember when they were five cents a wing. Like I remember seeing a sign for fifteen cents a wing. That was the lowest I ever could remember. I saw, I saw sixty cents. 
recently. Right. No, I mean, even that's, I mean, that's cheap ish now, now. But back in the day, like you, we used to go out and a set of 10 wings was like three twenty five. So like, yeah, you were going to get $10 worth of wings because that was 30 wings. Yep. And that was cheap back in the day. Wings, yeah, wings have gone up a crazy amount. Jeff Rowe jumping in the chat here saying, grab salt and pepper wings at Cactus Club Sunday during the they game. Are small Those are Cactus, small yeah. wings. Uh, Jeff Rowe, we're not sponsored by Cactus Club, so if you can, let us know. Uh, how much those cost you? Because I have a feeling those were expensive. And I'll tell you what, I bet they were more expensive than uh, our friends over at Montana. Well, that's the thing. I couldn't do 30 of the Montana's wings because they're big. They are. They're big wings. Yeah. That, and that's that's we'll what I'm comparing. Those are the only wings I'm I know. Out, I'm heading out there uh, pretty quick here to do some... You know me. I'm a big TikTok guy. I'm a TikToker. I put a TikTok up yesterday. I got to go do some TikToks out at uh, mm-hmm. Montana's again. Do a couple dances. Yeah, a couple of uh, renegades and... <laughs> Those things and uh, a couple of renegades, all that stuff. They always I know, do this. I know they, always, what are, they always do this in those TikToks. Yeah, they this, bang this their one. head. Yeah, what's I, that all? About? I don't know, but you, you do your hand like that, like you're palm punching someone. Palm strike. Okay. Do you ever watch Punk Payback with Boss Rutten? Do you ever? Yeah, oh, I've this? seen Boss Rutten okay. back in the day. Because yeah. this was on, and this was back when WWE was on the score. I think it's on like Sportsnet 360, which is the uh, channel that took over the score. But anyways. Right. It was on right after wrestling. So my brother and I, we'd watch Friday Night Smackdown, and then we'd watch Punk Payback with Boss Rutten. And it was like, here's how you take down someone threatening you with a sniper rifle. And eight-year-old me was watching intently, and I was like, okay, palm strike. It always started with a palm strike, or there was always a palm strike involved. That was uh, That's about the beginning and end of my self-defense lessons from Boss Rutten. Okay. Yeah, Boss Rutten was, uh, pretty, had pretty funny videos back in the day. I don't know how they've aged. Oh, Bully Beatdown. Cody Severson jumped in the chat and said Bully Beatdown was his other show. That was a good one. That was a ridiculous show. They just put an MMA fighter up against a bully? Yeah. That was wild. Dude, that's that's the absolute best concept for a show maybe ever. And, like, I don't think it happened often, but maybe some, like, maybe you could find it, like, where the bully beats the MMA fighter. Like, beats his ass. Like, in in the ring. Because they would fight. It would be a UFC fight. Yeah. Right? Or an MMA fight. And I remember, like, they would always whoop. The, the bullies would just get whooped in, like, 30 seconds. Like, they just couldn't stand with these professional fights. It's crazy that the bullies would sign up for this. You know what we should have? Like, yeah, I'll fight an MMA fighter. Like, I pushed around, you know, this kid when we were yeah. teenagers. Yeah, I feel strong enough to fight a yeah. professional MMA fighter. Well, we should have. They, they should come up with a show where, because, you know, a lot of people, and I know I say this as someone in sports media and someone, you know, people are listening to this podcast and may or may not like the work that we do, but... They should do a show where an athlete could either beat up or have to play their sport against someone who commentates on their sport if the person covering the sport takes it too far. Like, I'm thinking Skip Bayless here, right? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking, you know. Line up Skip for an yeah. Oklahoma drill against yeah. <laughs> uh, anybody in the NFL. Exactly. That, that that would be a show that a lot of people would like. Yeah, Pros versus Joes back in the day used yes. to be a good one well, on uh, Spike TV yeah. back in the day. That was a fun one. Because, but instead of Joes, it's people in the press box. Right, and they were retired guys. Right? They were all retired athletes, right? And that was a that was a blast back in the day. Like, I, I as someone who could be part of this show one day, I would think it would be very funny if you put me in net and let like oh, JT Miller be like, hey, I didn't like what you said about me on this show. Um, I'm going to take some clappers. I think that would be funny. Like, I think that would objectively be a funny concept for a show, even though I'm the butt of the joke there. This might be something we can set up Yeah, I to shoot on, to shoot on Spencer Martin. I feel like Spencer Martin would be game for this type of content. In Let us off-season. shoot on Spencer Martin. Let me yeah. take some shots on Martin. Take back my, uh, my sniper shots from back in the day. You saw me stuff that turkey a couple years ago there. Yeah, but on skates, how, how much of your shot power do you lose? Honestly, don't lose any of it. Actually gain some because of the ice. <laughs> 
I don't think that's true. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Hassan Ahmed jumped in the chat and said, Faber and Quad should do the Oklahoma drill versus oh, each other. That's some Patreon content right there. That. I was about to grab my uh, MVP trophy from uh, high school football. <laughs> that's that's some Patreon content. Do you remember when we had the idea for a Patreon episode? And sorry, we're, we're approaching like 10 minutes here. Canucks play the Penguins today. But yeah, we're going to do a shorter hockey episode. Yeah, short, they, shorter hockey. They play hockey. in like three hours, so we're just going to come in here and hang out in the chat. Uh, and the guy who we were hoping to have on the podcast, this is why we don't say people's names on shows, uh, folks. We pretty much uh, did yesterday, though. Well, no, I said it rhymes with Bajili Bodgolzin. Yeah. Um, he won't be joining us on the show no. uh, today. It might come down next week or further down the line. We're not sure. We were hoping it'd be today or tomorrow. Uh, does not look like that's going to be. We, the we case. have one locked in for tomorrow, though, from Abbotsford. Yes. Can we say that one? Yeah, let's. You can who, say it. I, I genuinely don't remember who oh, it is. Linus Carlson going to join us uh, tomorrow from the Abbotsford Canucks. I don't know if he's going to be at the arena. If he's going to be at home, we've had it both. Right, we've had Jet Wu at home in yeah. the. Uh, in his called? comfy, in the his comfy, comfy, comfy yeah. the snuggie, yeah, and uh, yeah, and then we've had them on the bench as well. So we'll see what we get, but we're gonna get Linus uh, Carlson tomorrow, part of that Swedish House Mafia line, which has been a lot of fun. I was right. in the middle of something that was completely nonsensical, but I can't remember what it was. Well, we have some time here because we're. I know, but it was, I can't but remember I wanted what to I was ask saying. you yesterday. You're like, hey, I need to talk about Beyblades on the show. Oh, why what do I want to go to? Okay, so so I don't want to I don't want to take up too much time here. People want the hockey talk at some we'll point. We'll get to it. Yeah. We will. But uh, I was nobody watching... in the chat's complaining though either. I mean, this is the Vancouver Canucks we're talking. People about, in the so. chat are really liking this. Hopefully, the podcast listeners feel the same. Yeah. Um, I was watching these videos of Beyblades, and I remember we, you know, I used to play with Beyblades all the time, and I was just watching to see how far they had come. Like I know the toys are still being made, uh, and for those that don't know, basically what it is is it's like the concept of a top, like a wooden top or whatever, a spinning top. You know what I'm talking about? And Aaron pulls up Beyblades for those on the YouTube show here, yeah. but um, it's basically that concept. And the the catchphrase was "Let it rip," and you would do them in these. Uh, little stadium type things and it would basically be they would bang into each other and whoever was the last last bay spinning beyblade Probably spinning blade, I'd call yeah it. um Not last beyblade bay spinning was the winner and uh it was a really interesting concept and i was just watching like there's competitive matches of this now like it's mm-hmm. like and of course there is right if you can monetize it everybody's going to um so there's like competitive matches and i was poking around looking at how much a starter pack was about 30 bucks to get into it and i was like you know what I'm not going to do this right now. Um, but it, it was an interesting concept because I, I found out that they're very, uh, very popular still. People these, still really like them. They used to have these centerpieces um, in the middle of the Beyblade, and it was like the the dra- like the type of animal or dragon or mystical beast that you had involved. You can see them all in the in these little circles. And those were those were hard to come by, I remember, because a lot of people, they'd be uh, Beyblading back in the day in the, in the elementary school, and they never had those little centerpieces. Those are the important piece right there. That's which... Uh, you know, which dragon comes out of your Beyblade or something like that? Because that was the show. They'd be bumping into each other, and then, boom, here comes this dragon popping out of the, the Beyblade. It was the legend of the, the Beyblade or something. And it was good stuff. I, I was worried about bringing this up, but the chat loves this. Uh, Commander Vander said, this show is way more entertaining than the Vancouver Canucks. Canuckle said, oh, hell yeah, I have a limited edition gold El Drago. Damn. Admittedly, I don't know what that means. Maybe I'll Google it. I was a little bit uh, too young to know what the Beyblades were. I was just like, this one looks cool. Uh, and the metal ones, oh, I as tell you, brought up. Oh, if this is what... Uh, who, who has this uh, in the chat? That is a gorgeous looking Beyblade yeah. right there. It's all gold. It is. Uh, that Dragon. was Knucklehead that brought that up. Not brought up. The metal ones that oh. broke other Beyblades open 
were great. Yeah, did you see that they used to have them um, because you'd have a metal ring that you could put in like the middle area. Yeah, and they would have. I had one that had like a little sparker on it. Yeah, so when it hit the other person's, it would spark, and that was that was awesome, dude. That's intimidating. That's enough to make you pack oh, up God. your Beyblade and go well, the, home with what your are tail they between your legs. The, yeah, the the duties. Uh, was that what they? Well, that's what we called them in uh, in elementary school. They would be the. The people who would like walk around and they'd be wearing vests and you know keep make sure people aren't screwed around. The duty teachers, monitor. We, call, we called them monitors. Monitors, we called them duties. I don't know why, but they would come and they'd be walking around. And they'd see this little arena and the like, sparks are flying on. You guys got to shut this down. So okay, we'll go play football or something. Our monitors were way cooler. You should have been in the Burnaby School District. We used to play it when we had them because they would circle around the school. There'd be two of them. We'd play touch football when they came around the corner. As soon as they got around the other corner, tackle. And then as soon as the person come around, touch, 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 boom, 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 tackle, <laughs> you tackle, You told tackle. me this, yeah. yeah. That was fun. Um, <laughs> people keep asking us not to talk about the Canucks on this episode. We have to. Like, There's yeah, too many people stuff. on the podcast that really don't like when we just do non-hockey talk, and we should have prefaced. I, di- I didn't think either of us knew that it was going to be this long non-hockey talk, but let's get to it, Chris. The inevitable. Let's talk about the Vancouver Canucks on Canucks Conversation. Yep, taking off on that eastern swing starting today. Obviously, the road trip started on Sunday in Winnipeg, but they got Pittsburgh tonight. Four o'clock start, so if you're watching this live on YouTube, get ready for it. If you're listening to us on the podcast, hopefully it's before four o'clock. So you got Pittsburgh tonight on Tuesday, then Tampa Bay, Florida, and Carolina to round out this eastern swing. Tell you what, did you, like, I, I knew that Crosby was having... A pretty good season. Like, I remember at a point when he was leading the league in points very early mm-hmm. in the season. I was like, wow, good for him. Off to a heck of a start, man. 20 goals and 27 assists in 39 games for Sidney Crosby tonight. I think it's always a treat to watch Sidney Crosby play, honestly. It is. And it's one of those games, and like, you know, it's one of those games where visiting fans, and again, this goes to our conversation that we've had basically all season about this market can't handle a rebuild. Like, it's one of those games, and this is if it was if it were played at home, because Crosby's one of those talents, as he gets older, that young kids, like, I'm saying, like, kids born in 2010, let's say. Right. Okay? Who are 12 years old now, turning 13. Like, those kids, think about it that way, Chris, 13-year-olds have never really gotten to see or experience a Canucks playoff run. So they may be Canucks fans because their parents are and got them into it or just geographical reasons, right? They're Canucks fans and there's a lot of kids that are Canucks fans, but they've never gotten to see a playoff run. Those are the kids that, especially if they're going with their parents who are obviously older, are saying, hey, I'd like to see Sidney Crosby before he retires. I heard about what this guy used to do when he broke into the league like you and I remember, me barely, but we remember the 2010 gold medal game, right? Like this is... He is a generational talent. He was one of the best to ever do it, especially in the modern era, right? And for these kids, like, that's the drive, right? Like, that's the attraction. It's not... And, of course, I'm not taking anything away from the Canucks' young stars. Like, the kids love Elias Pettersson, right. uh, Quinn Hughes, all these guys, right? Um, but there is, even for older fans as well, there's that attraction of saying, hey... I'd like to see Ovechkin as he marches towards the goal record. Hey, I'd like to see Sidney Crosby as he turns back the clock and, as you put it in the uh, Scenes from Morning Skate today over at Canucks Army, turns back the clock to the Sid the Kid era. Yeah, well, and it's even at the same time, like, to your point there, it's like, you know, when you're, you know, 30 years from now and we're a little bit older, it'll be nice to be like, yeah, I watched Sidney Crosby play live. I saw him play a bunch of times. Like, I think that's something as well for people, even if you're a kid who's, you know, getting a chance to see Crosby when he's older. Uh, It's just a... Yeah, you get to see one of the best players to ever play the game, honestly, as much as that 
you know, sounds kind of weird to like coming out of your mouth, but it, it, you know, Crosby is one of the best hockey players to ever play. So it'll, it'll be a good game tonight. I think uh, Pittsburgh's going to be interesting. They, they got Ty Smith slotting into their top four, which is kind of, uh, um, you know, a big opportunity for him. Also could be something the Canucks might be able to take advantage of with that back end. They're suffering some injuries. Uh, and Ty Smith, I mean, obviously he was uh, a high-end defense prospect, was ripping it up with, um, I believe, the Seattle uh, Thunderbirds. Show to Lisa over there. I think he was a Thunderbird. Uh, but uh, aside from that, I mean, the Canucks are going to go into it with what looks like similar lines. We can pull those up now, uh, Aaron, if you want. Let's take a look at them. So Kuzmenko, Patterson, Miller, Mikheyev, Bowen, Brock on the second line. Garland drives Lockwood on your third line. Joshua, Lazar, Studnika on your fourth line. And the defense pairings staying the same, even though Murph spelt Myers wrong. Mayers. What do you want to go with here? Let's chat about one thing from this. Don't lineup. rag on Murph. The poor guy doesn't tweet lines, and I know. he does it and for the good. You know what happened? But you can tell this is the thing. Like he's got Kuzmenko, Pedersen's nickname Petey Miller, and then he goes Mikheyev, which is his last name, and then he just writes Bo, and then Brock. That's his first name. So hey, like he's completely all look, over the place. Here. You know what, who he's talking about? I know. Yeah. I know. Right. So you know, go easy I'm not on giving Murph. Murphy. Probably first guest of this uh, show live up here. So. <laughs> Okay, where do you want to go here? Like, I mean, people in the chat have been saying, they're like, talk about the Abbotsford Canucks. We sure. know what the Canucks lineup's going to look like. Yeah. Um, well, people are probably going to listen. of the year thing. I guess I got, actually, since we have a little bit of time, let's pull up the NHL standings real quick. Yes, Just I was hoping we could get into, get to this. into this too much because the Canucks have dropped down. Philadelphia. A little bit. Philadelphia is starting to get some wins together. So what's that sitting with the Canucks? They're in seventh Toward the Bedard Towards rankings. The Six and a half percent chance at drafting Bedard, at winning that so first overall pick. Let's take. do it once here. Blow blow it up here, Aaron. Blow me up. We're going to do one quick tank oh, wow. here. Just to quick. see. Just to see what happens. So sure. six, So right now, the Canucks are sitting with a 6.5% chance of landing at first, overall, first yep. overall pick. Hey, listen. This isn't no uh, pre-recorded thing. So if they get first, they get first. But let's see what happens. Let's see. Let's see. And we sim it. There we go. Canucks drop down two spots. <laughs> And, and this is why, folks. Yeah, the Canucks slip down to ninth. Uh, Chicago retains the Saint first. St. Louis pick. moves up. St. Louis jumps Buffalo up. Buffalo moves up ten. Holy cow! Look, it could happen to the Canucks. Hit it again while I explain this, because this is why, Chris, that we talk about. Um, this is no why changes. we. This is why we talk about um, this team being in a position where you would like to see them you know, get as close as they can. They're probably not going to get that 25% chance or whatever it is for the team that finishes dead last. They're probably, 18.5. They're probably not going to get to that spot, but they can get higher, right? And that's what matters. Like, you want them to get as close as they can. Um, 6.5 feels like, even in the spot they're at right now, if you can improve on the odds there, like, I'll tell you what, man, 6.5 yeah. feels like it's good to me. Like, you know... <laughs> if you slip I, I down, you, can, you slip down. What's listen, the alternative? And you could, like, Arizona has been playing pretty okay hockey this year. I don't think you're catching Chicago, even though they've won two in a row. I don't think you're catching Columbus, but maybe Columbus could maybe turn things around. Anaheim, I don't think you're catching. Hey, San Jose. Anaheim's, Anaheim's starting to put together some wins. Yeah, and Montreal, like, they've been bad lately, but they felt like they were doing okay for a little bit. It feels like the, Canu- like the Canucks aren't in that bottom four of the league. But, man, they could get there. They, like, are they close. really could. Yeah. They are very close. And, I mean, if you move on from, from Horvath. Yeah, like, you soon, take away oh, this team's big... scoring, right? Like, and sorry to cut you off. What but else do you got after that? Exactly. Like, you take away this team's scoring. And, again, like, Thatcher Demko, we should mention also, uh, skated in gear today, according to Patrick Johnson, of the province. Wow, I almost, the province, yeah, yeah. I almost got that screwed up. Formerly um, of Canucks Army. 
Yes, former Canucks Army contributor. Um, Patrick Johnson reporting that that Demko was on the ice today, second day in a row where he is skated in gear. Bruce Boudreau said that he won't play on this trip, but that it's obviously a good sign. Uh, Canucks return home on the 18th for a matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It will be interesting to see uh, if and when Thatcher Demko returns, what he looks like. And, and I've got it from multiple sources here that the Canucks aren't going to be rushing back Demko kind of comes as a no-brainer, but it's nice to hear a few different people who would know say it to me that, yeah, they're not going to rush him back. Like, yeah. they're not looking at this of maybe we can, and I, maybe some people in the organization are, some people uh, are looking at this thing. Maybe we can get back in the playoffs if uh, Demko returns in time. But uh, the decision makers on the team aren't looking at it and saying, hey, if we rush Demko back, maybe we can get in the playoffs. Now, I don't know what his usage is going to be like. When he returns, that's another conversation, but uh, I have been told that he won't be uh, rushed back, which is a good sign. Sounds uh, like, did you mention it, sorry, Spencer Martin maybe in that tonight, sounds like? Yeah, sounds yeah. like Spencer Martin tonight. Doesn't matter. Like, we're recording this at 122. Anybody on the podcast sure, is probably have already going to watch, uh, have watched, excuse me, the Canucks game. Um, also, someone pointing out here, Corey Anderson jumped in the YouTube live chat and said, you guys, Faber, I should mention, uh-huh. uh, spelled Canucks wrong in your description on YouTube oh, no, uh, did we? before you flame Murph. So at least Murph got everything right, except for Myers. Yeah. Um, but Canucks, he, uh, he had that. That's a tough one. Did you write Concucks? Because that's the one I always write. No, I wrote Canucks. It's, it's, like the K <laughs> is just at the end. Jeez. But don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, at least I didn't tweet it out. I do that sometimes, and I guess I've learned that people have my tweet notifications on, which I didn't think a lot of people would, unless you're, like, obsessed with AHL content prospects. Like, that's cool. But sometimes I, I screw up a tweet, like, three times, and then I get, like, a reply from somebody, and they're like, figure it out, favor. Like, <laughs> get your connect, like, you know, correct your words before you send it. I just, sometimes I got to send out tweets. I just send them out across. It's just the way she goes. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Uh, okay. Do you uh, do you want to get to anything else 
about this team, or do you want to get this to wor- no, worst? No, four PM puck drop. You mentioned so anybody watching live here on YouTube, they can they'll see the game uh, pretty quickly. And anybody listening on uh, on podcast is probably hoping we talk about something else because they may have just watched the game. So let's do it. Worst takes of the year. I like this. Twenty twenty two. We're talking right. Yeah. The worst or are we takes- talking? Like it could be both. Technically, I'm looking at the description right now on YouTube. It looks good to me. Okay. So refresh your page or something. I don't know. Um, but you wanted to bring up the worst takes of the year that we had in 2022. Yeah. I, so listen, I looked through a lot of my takes. Not a lot of bad ones. Wow. As I looked through every article, like just titles. And I'm sure there was a couple little takes here, but like titles of each article I looked and I couldn't, it was, it was a struggle to find a bad take if I'm being honest. So props to me in 2022. Wow. But uh, I'm sure I said a lot of stupid this things on the, the podcast. This is the most self-serving segment we've ever done. <laughs> I really try. I did find one that looks like it could end up being a very bad take. So I'll do mine first then. Uh, Aaron, you can pull up my uh, draft one. This is live from Montreal. I said sprint to the stage and take and draft Jonathan LeCaramacchi. Obviously, we're in uh, January now. It's been, what, seven months since then? Maybe that's not. Uh, maybe you don't have to sprint up to the stage to draft John Lecaramac. I don't want to write him off just yet either. But I maybe you know I'd be down to like a jog or a brisk walk at this point up to the stage to to get Lecaramac because uh, I thought he was going to light up the. Take um, your time. Yeah, I thought he was going to uh, you know be able to to light up the Alsvenskan League score a lot uh, in the second tier. But uh, that's a that's a pretty bad take. Okay, um, I've got a few. Okay. And, you know, we talk about Oh, this. yeah, Corey's got a good one. Brock Besser leading the team in scoring is out there. That's a bad one. That's a bad one of mine. You said Brock Besser would lead the team in scoring? Yeah. I hope I didn't agree with that. I said that. No, you said that was a hot take, and it was a start of the year. It was a hot take. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, yeah. That's not a great one. That's a yeah, good okay, one. yeah. S- people uh, let in the chat here, I like the bring up more favors. bad takes. I gently stroll to the stage. <laughs> um, okay. One bad take that I had. Uh, also, sorry, Hassan Ahmed jumped in the YouTube live chat and said, Faber during a job interview. I have pretty much no weakness. I Listen, I mostly just give prospect updates. I was looking back through my content and it was like prospects update. Plus, I last year was all about the draft. I had so many articles about the draft. So I'm sure there's some bad takes in there, but I feel like I, I don't know. Knuckle had brought up mine, and, and I think bad. people knew that this was going to be my number one. Yeah. Uh, this was more 2021. Uh, it was that Mikey DiPietro won. I threw it out at the time that Mikey DiPietro would be a better backup for the Canucks than Yaroslav Halak uh, last season. Now, Halak wasn't great, but DiPietro wasn't great ter, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, and now DiPietro, obviously, in the ECHL. Look, guy's got to play. He, we don't know where he's at. Guy's got to play. Where's his gear? Where's he? <laughs> Yeah, poor guy. I also think that something that we touched on a little bit, we didn't love the JT Miller deal. We didn't like the JT Miller deal. But when we talked about it, we're like, but this feels like market value. And I think that's changed quite a bit up to this point either. Yes. Um, I think the take we kind of had, well, and uh, it's still true, is that it's a fine deal. For like a team that's competing, it's a yeah. fine, it felt like a fine deal. But the Canucks aren't competing, and that's what no. we kept saying. Is like it doesn't feel like the deal the Canucks should have made. They probably should have traded him to get the return, and you know that. I think we stand by that. So that's not our worst take. We we make too many bad takes for that to be our yeah. worst. I um, mean, and the thing is, I'm glad people don't like. I'm sure some of the takes of the non hockey stuff that I've said have probably been my worst takes <laughs> of the year. Now that I think about it. People are jumping in still about this 30 wing thing. It is so split. Like, that'll be our poll question. Actually, yeah. 
Let's get the poll question out tomorrow. Um, courtesy of our friends over at Atlas Goods. All good folks. How many chicken wings is too many? How many pop rinds are too many? You'd be surprised at how many pop rinds over at Atlas Goods. Um, well, that's the thing. You eat those pop rinds. If you're, if you're eating a pop rind with juice, they almost just like, they what are they, like, I don't want to say disintegrate, but in your mouth, they just, if you're, if you're eating them with juice, it's like a Cheeto almost. <laughs> like a pork <laughs> version of a Cheeto. Okay. Um, Excellent. Anyway, story. promo code CC15 is the one over at Atlas Goods. Yeah. AtlasGDS.com. Go Across the border, you go down to Trader Joe's, you get some of that, um, what's it called? Everything, seasoning. Everything but the... Uh, Bagel. Everything but the stuffing seasoning. Isn't everybody... It, no, okay. they, got a, they got a one that's down there. It's like, basically, it's Thanksgiving flavor, and it's good. It's good stuff. That sounds south of the border. Yeah, it is. It's good. I'm going down. I finally got my passport now. I can go down. Uh, I'm planning on going down to the States. I haven't gone to the States. Last time I went to the States was like I went down for a Blue Jays Mariners series probably in like 2011. Probably. Oh, 2000, wow. Like, and I don't remember if this was the time. Because I used to go down almost every year for like a five-year stretch there. One of the best games I've ever seen was A.J. Burnett. Do you remember him? Oh, of course, yeah. So A.J. Burnett versus Felix Hernandez. Oh, that's beautiful. At Safeco Field, and it was a one nothing ball game. And both of them were dealing. Like, Burnett's uh, curveball was just ridiculous. That 12-6 that Burnett had was yep. the original cheat code in, yep. like, MLB 9 It was a knuckle curve in the video games, I remember. That's what it yeah. was. It was nasty. But him and Felix, they they were dealing that night. It was yeah. like, That might have been, like, 2009 back for that one. But, yeah, I haven't been down in, like, over 10 years, so... And I see Lisa and they says, welcome back. So, you should yeah, get going. Welcome back to the States. Okay. Are you ready? I saved it. My worst take well, of the Knuckle, year. It says I saw a ghost energy drink. Yeah, those ghosts. That's what I got to get down there for. I'm stuck on the, the rains, which are fine. But I tell you, I talked to the folks at rain. They don't want to sponsor the show. So, <laughs> okay. This is the last one I'll be drinking. <laughs> okay. My worst take of the year, Chris. Are you ready for it? I remembered it uh, before we went to air here. Okay. You asked me. Who scores more goals or points? I'm not I, genuinely. I don't remember what it was. Who scores more points or goals uh, this year? Connor Garland or Bo Horvat? And I said Connor Garland. Oh, I had I had faith in wow. uh, analytics Gretzky. Yeah, I bet you did. You're an analytics guy. That's uh, not a great take. No, it's it's I didn't genuinely my that. worst take. Yeah, you said that on the show, or on I did article? say it on the show. You asked me wow. on the show. Uh, Horvat or Garland, who would have more points? And I said, Garland, he's going to get some power play opportunity. I think in training camp, he was playing on Bo Horvat's line. It might have been five on five points, yeah, which makes it a little more um, justifiable. But regardless, whatever it was, Connor Garland's having an awful season, and Bo Horvat is playing like he's Alex McGillney. Best players in the league, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's, a bad, that's a bad take. Also, Matt really good. came in here into the chat real quick. Uh, said, you need to try everything about the Elote seasoning. Cheesy lime salt chili flavor. I, I got that one. That one's excellent. I also have a chili lime one, too. We've gone through the everything about the Elote. That's the number one we've gone through. That one gets a lot of play in this house, just so you know. Those Trader Joe's seasonings, whoa. good stuff. Okay. Um. Do you have anything else? Like you have a prospect. Update. Like I said, I didn't have a lot of bad. You had a really year. good. You had a really good blackfish report. Uh, I quickly wanted to get this in uh, over at CanucksArmy.com right now. Lachlan Irvin wrote a really good, um, really good write up uh, based on what Ian McIntyre said on his Halford and Bruff hit on Monday morning about how the Canucks have motivated Bo Horvat in the worst possible way. Uh, IMac was talking about how he knows for a fact, to some extent, that. Um, the Canucks treatment of Bo Horvat in the contract negotiations and locking up JT Miller uh, motivated 
Bo, and we're seeing the results of it now. Uh, not great. And Blockland basically wrote that basically the Canucks tried to call call Horvat's bluff, and uh, it's blowing up in their faces, and now they're basically going to have to trade him or sign him to a deal that's probably going to age uh, very, very poorly if they sign that deal. So they kind of have to trade him now, it feels like. Yeah, I think so too. You're not going to find the money. You're going to get... Uh... You're going to get a good haul from him. And if you do this right, like we touched on it, think, like you've brought up the, the Montreal quick rebuild. We've got right? an Oilers fan. You can fan. do something like that. Yeah, we'll you show, can. Yeah, we'll show him your hoodie then. You, well, you, I got an Oilers fan right in the room here with me. That's right. These are nice hoodies. The Oilers Nation Internet Company. Holy cow. Uh, it's our company. It's uh, it's a... <laughs> you can't see behind you. No, I can see uh, behind me. I yeah, see what's going Aaron on Aaron threw here. a big Oilers Nation logo behind you. flip that. Oh, put wow. that behind the logo. Oh, wow. We got a lot going here. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I can outsmart this damn thing here. This whole <laughs> this thing. This damn thing. Aaron, yep. our producer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I meant the the process that he's going through, making me look like a fool with a freaking oily boy thing. Uh, we me. have an Oilers fan in the chat uh, who said, we want Bedard, and obviously... Oh, get the hell out well, of here with that sec. crap. Hang on a sec. <laughs> the Oilers aren't getting freaking Bedard. Hang on a sec, because then oh, Matt, 03, Matt 03 said, worst take drafting an undersized winger when we need defense, specifically right D or a center. Um, he's talking about LeCaramaki, and the Oilers fan was like, buddy, you realize Bedard's a center, right? I just found that exchange really funny because the Oilers fan has not realized that we're talking about Lakaramaki. Look, we got our own problems in Vancouver here, yeah, man. You don't need this this freaking Bedard like, to Oilers. You know what, though? We have Yash Arya. Uh, used to be a really regular commentator in our chat, uh, and he was an Oilers fan. There's trouble in oil land right now. It's not yeah, looking it good for like the it. Oilers. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough situation in Edmonton, but they're, they're not getting Bedard. They can't oh, get dude, Bedard. No, they're not getting Bedard. They're okay. going to find themselves in that mushy middle. Here's what we're going to do for the prospects update. Uh, Aaron, I built this again. You pull this up. The prospects, uh, what did I call it? Prospect stats. I got the top uh, scoring prospects in the Canucks system here, quads. And these are all just players that are outside the NHL. Um, so what you need to do is just ask me about any of the players. Okay. And uh, you know what? I haven't put it. I'm putting it into the, the chat right now, uh, Aaron, because I didn't put it into the workplace. <laughs> it's in the work. While now. you do that, take your Start- time. Because okay. we have to talk about wigs for kids. I'll do Perfect. that while you do all your stuff. It's in there for you, Aaron. Uh, okay. The wigs for kids. We've talked about it. Uh, our pal Joey Pitt with the Surrey Eagles. Oh, look at that. Surrey Eagles of the BCHL uh, are proud to be partnered with the Wigs for Kids BC and the BC Children's Hospital Foundation. Wigs for Kids BC provides funding to cover the cost of custom-made human hair wigs for children and teens at BC Children's Hospital who have suffered hair loss due to cancer treatment or other serious illnesses donations to wigs for kids bc also help families pay for medications and feeding supplies that are essential for treatment but not covered by their medical plan uh when the children have these illnesses it takes a huge toll on families both emotionally and financially the assistance wigs for kids bc provides makes the family's burden a little lighter so they can focus more of their time and energy on caring for their sick child the eagles play-by-play broadcaster that's our, our pal, pal there joey Joey Pitt, who's got one heck of a head of hair, oh, gosh. is trying to raise Poor fifteen batch. grand, fifteen thousand dollars for Wigs for Kids BC this year, culminating in him shaving his head at the end of the season and donating it to be made into a wig for a lucky kid in the province. Be sure to donate to Wigs for Kids BC. I saw this uh, the other day. Joey had a video about. I think he's got to get twelve inches of hair for it to be like a uh, long enough for it, and I think he's just at that mark right now. He's about crossing over into the 12 uh, inch territory it's so getting good it's getting the, good um you can find the link in our description um for where you can donate to that 
I know we'll be making a donation at some point as well. Uh, Knucklehead said, Faber, Faber, are you going to donate your beard? Oh, no kid wants that. <laughs> yeah, imagine the kid gets a beard. No. I, I, I would take it. Yeah, you might, yeah. No, it's... Uh, In all seriousness, though, check out uh, Wigs for Kids BC. Joey Pitt doing great work um, with the Surrey Eagles. Oh, yeah. Good BCHL stuff. trade deadline today. Oh, really? Michael Quitlam Express. I'm expecting a late push in the season. I hope uh, Surrey does well. That's my team now. I believe they're sitting third or fourth in the mainland division right now. Surrey's having a good year. Surrey's yeah. having a really good year. Good for them. I'm looking forward to my Express um, making a late season push here. Oh, good stuff. Well, again, and I tell you what, Joey's doing it right out there. He's doing a hell of a job with those Surrey Eagles. Whatever they're paying him, not Double enough. it. Not enough. Double, Double it. it. All right. We got this now. Aaron, whose fault is this here? The prospect stat. There it is. So this is my fault. Sort of. <laughs> But uh, which one do you want to go with off the top here? Let's okay. start with one, and we'll give a little update on you. Let's talk about the one that everybody's super excited about, it feels like, right now, because the progression has been there. And this is after Jeremy Collin- Colleton came on our show and uh, talked to us about it. Danilo Klimovich, let's start there. Oh, yeah, he's hot right now. About 15 points in his last 17 games uh, down in the AHL. And, and it's it's just good to see what he's doing right now without the puck, right? Uh, it was interesting talking to him the other day where he said uh, he chatted with the Sedins before the game and they were like hey move your feet without the puck do it more focus on it like that type of thing and he did it and uh that's the thing that's really gotten him the production of late like i've said it on the show quite a bit he's he's not just out there to shoot the puck he's out there to play hockey and if he's playing hockey he's a great player he's got some really good skills and if you're playing the right way those skills are going to be able to be displayed so uh klimovich rising right now just turned 20 we talked about it just the other day uh on the show so Really good stuff from Klimovich, and he's still playing in like a fourth-line role. It was good to see him on the power play the other day on uh, Saturday night. He was back uh, back on the power play, and we haven't seen him there in a long time, so that was good to, good to see from uh, Danilo Klimovich. Lucas Forcell, tell me all about him. Yep, um, high-energy winger with a lot of skill. Um, the interesting thing is going to be if he's able to build enough size to be able to bring that energy to the NHL. You know, like you don't want him to be will lockwood style where it's like he's a little smaller but he's gonna bang bodies like forcell has some skill where you're not gonna trust him to just be a guy who goes out there and gets you eight hits a game but you're gonna trust him to battle really hard in corners and i tell you what for a kid who's 19 what he's been doing so far since being drafted as one of the youngest players in the 2020 draft since he was like he was one of the youngest like i think he was the youngest player that was drafted in 2020 um and the Canucks got him in the seventh round. So it'll be interesting to see what Forcell does here. He had uh, the three games back in the SHL where he scored in each of those games. Hasn't scored in his last three, but looks like he's uh, sort of found a spot with his SHL team. So that's good stuff there. Soon to be friend of the show, uh, Linus Carlson. Yeah, uh, obviously Swedish House Mafia line. They're looking good together. Uh, and Carlson's putting up a lot of points, man. Like he is, he's uh, he's doing a heck of a job right now in the HL. Uh, in a rookie season, which is, you know, it's it's tough to do, right? It's tough to, to jump into a new league, but 27 points in 33 games, and that line's buzzing right now. That's the That might be the the best thing about Abbotsford right now is watching that Swedish House Mafia line. They're, they're so good. And his goal the other day was just ridiculous. So uh, let me get to a couple more. Uh, let me do Aiden McDonough here. I'm supposed to ask you. I know, but you, you're. I didn't know uh, you're going to go up and you're going to be like, hey, what's Lucas Yasik doing? And I'm gonna say, he's not with the damn organization. I don't know why he's on this page anymore. Uh, so McDonough, we saw the report, uh, Rick Dollywell reported some of this about, uh, Patrick Alvin, Canucks general manager going to meet McDonough who played at Fenway park. We showed, uh, did we show the goal yesterday? We talked about it. Yeah, we sure. did. We talked about it. The home run celebration. Yeah. So Ma- McDonough is going to be able to be a free agent in August, right? A free agent who I would think I would assume that 32 teams would probably be interested in, right? 
Signing this guy, you get him for free. You don't use a draft pick. He's 22 years old. He's coming out. Every team should be interested in this player if he's there. I think that McDonough values a lot that the Vancouver Canucks spent a draft pick on him. He was not a player who was showing up in a lot of people's scout, uh, you know, like the rankings that you come out from the major sites. McDonough wasn't showing up in a lot of those. He's an overage player. The Canucks did spend the draft pick, and I think that that value of, you know, I think McDonough values that is what I'm trying to say. Like, McDonough didn't want to kedge into pro hockey. He wanted to anchor down in the NCAA for his fourth season and work on the parts of his game that he wanted to be ready for the coming spring, like when he goes pro. So he went back and he worked on his game. He worked on rounding out some of the parts of his game. And that's the thing that you're seeing this season. You're still seeing the points in the production, but I think what he is thinking of is, is I want to make sure that I can really defend at a high level here in the NCAA before going pro, because it's going to be difficult for him to make that jump. But I can see him going to the AHL. If he does sign on the Canucks, I just don't know if like, I, I know he values that the Canucks spend a draft pick on him. I know that he has a great relationship with Ryan Johnson, but I don't know if there's enough like positive vibes almost from the Canucks organization where he's like, well, I have to sign here because he's, you know, when he becomes a free agent or when he becomes an option for the Canucks to sign, he can wait three more months and be a and, free agent and sign wherever he wants. So just to, he has options. Just to let people know, like kind of a glimpse into the process of NCAA free agents. And this is what Jake Livingstone is going to do. This is what all these other players in your uh, 23 top NCAA free agent article. This is what they're all going to do with their agents. They sit down and they basically have a roadmap um, of each organization. And what they do is they write out everybody on the depth chart in their position, right? And they look at what the opportunity is going to be like. They look at the organization's past treatment of players in similar positions to them, right? And hey, to their credit, uh, it may not have been the best in the past, but what the Abbotsford Canucks are doing right now and the Canucks organization as a whole, um, subsequently, they are kind of rebuilding their image, it feels like, in terms of their ability to develop prospects. And they're showing a patience with these prospects that isn't, if you can't help us win now, then you're not going to have a future with this organization. They're showing a level of patience and they're showing a level of um, understanding with these prospects. It's not tough love that leads to players leaving to go to different organizations or to go overseas with a bad taste in their mouth. It's the tough love that has agents coming out and saying, the Canucks communicated their plan to us and we feel really good about it. It's the type yeah. of tough love that Jeremy Colleton can come on our show and talk about and then we see the results like days later after he comes out and tells us kind of what his plan is. Like, Go listen to that Jeremy Colleton interview. He was very upfront and he was very honest about what Klimovich needed in his game and we're seeing it with Klimovich right now. And again, like I'm just saying that McDonough's going to be in a position where he can go sit down with his agent. And you know what, Chris? He might even do that, even if he signs with the Canucks. Before he makes that decision, I wouldn't be surprised if they go through this process of sitting down and saying, okay, well, we could sign here, we could sign here, and this is the opportunity we get here, here's the opportunity we get in Vancouver. Are we willing to pass up this potential opportunity to sign in Vancouver? And that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's going to be two other names I want to mention who are in the equation here. Jack Rathbone, one of Aiden's best friends, how he's been treated by the organization, I'm sure, is going to come into play. And Judd Brackett, listen, as much as people hate that, you know, you bring back Judd Brackett's name, this was 100% a Judd Brackett pick, okay? This was the Northeastern kid 
that Judd Brackett had in his backyard and had known since he was a, you know, before he was a teenager. Okay, this was a Judd Brackett pick. So Minnesota Wild now with Judd Brackett. Keep an interesting look there to see uh, if that's where McDonough's wants to go. Like, is does he? Is that the reason why? Like, the Canucks spent the draft pick on him. The organization spent a draft pick on him. But to me, a lot of that had to be Judd Brackett. A lot of the time we talk about the most Canucks outcome of any situation. And I think uh, him going with Judd Brackett in Minnesota is the most Canucks outcome. Here. Right. But, but we'll I, wait and see what I happens. I would still... Listen, we're going to get to the Betway bet in a little bit. Maybe Betway should get this. This should be the Canucks Convo special. Of what are the odds of him landing with the Canucks? I still think that you'd have to pay a little bit to get some on that. Like, I think that he is going to be a Canuck. Okay. I, I do think he's going to sign with the Canucks. All right. Uh, Betway over under from Lisa Martin today uh, is set at 10. Go ahead, Betway. All right. Bring us Betway, home. Betway, Betway, Betway. Let's, uh, let's get that way over there. I got uh, JT Miller over 2.5 shots on net today. He's got 29 shots in his last nine games, so he's averaging over three shots a game. You're feeling pretty good over his last nine games, playing with Pedersen, obviously still getting the power play time. Uh, $10 bet will return you $19.09 on uh, the over 2.5 total shots on goal on the Betway bet of the day there. Betway, We've got our second Betway bet uh, on Betway.ca. Yeah, Betway.ca. Betway.com? Betway.ca? One of the Betway. Uh, they got Betway websites all over the place. Uh, Canucks to win. On the money line, which is just them to win in general, I think. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, over 6.5 total goals and Elias Pettersson to score a goal. $10 on Betway. You go in there, Betway account, add your promotions, Betway. You get a free spin on the bets, too. You bet 25 uh, bucks or something like that. Uh, Betway, Betway, Betway. And uh, $10 bet. That'll return you 100 bucks if this one hits today over on Betway. And what do you do after that? You get 100 bucks. You go out. You can get 30 wings for 100 bucks now. That's, the, okay. that's how the inflation has gone up. <laughs> So big over the last little bit. And I missed this in the prospect report, so I just want to showcase it. Yanni Irmo, baby. This guy, this goal that he scored, I missed it last week. It uh, snuck right through the cracks. But I tell you, this Yanni Irmo goal, like he, he good 20 seconds of possession almost here. About 15 seconds, he goes around the corner here, comes right back. Look at the size on this kid. He's, you know, he's six foot four, skating all around the zone in the in the finished Liga here before he fires off a wrist shot into the back of the net, scores his fourth goal of the season in uh, Liga. And then you can even see in the hugs here. Look at all these little guys surrounding him here. Okay. It looks like a Barney and Friends episode with him acting like Barney and all the kids around him. He's a monster in I'm the Finnish Liga. I'm genuinely surprised that we still have podcast listeners. No, I'm t- I just <laughs> talked him through it. Talked him through it. Yeah. He looks like Barney, folks. Okay. Yeah, like when all the kids are around Barney there. And uh, yeah. Barney's a monster. And uh, and that's what uh, Yanni Yermo looks like today. All right, we'll wrap it up. Or this there. was last week. Sorry, it was uh, I missed this one. Slipped through the cracks, but it's in the Blackfish report. Yeah, Blackfish over at CanucksArmy.com, the weekly prospect report by you uh, over there. For my co-host Chris Faber, um, my name is David Quadrelli. Our technical producer was Aaron Bordado, a name you can trust. Thanks to everybody in the live chat. We had a lot of listeners today, a lot of viewers, a lot of people commenting. Uh, we really appreciate it. for everyone here at Canucks Conversation. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim?